0: You're listening to Deeply Rooted with Dr. Kretisa, where we encourage you not only to just wash your hair on wash day, but check your soul. Living in America with natural hair is a unique experience. We should be discussing it and giving witness to our own vulnerable and sometimes hilarious stories. Hair stories that encompass much more than just how we style it. Everyone's hair journey is different, everyone's hair is different. This is a safe space for Black voices. On today's episode, I speak with Philomena Cain, founder and CEO of Kin. Since the start of her YouTube page in summer of 2024, she's amassed about 200,000 subscribers, which she calls her Kinfolk. Today, she's building Kin Apparel, a functional apparel brand best known for its satin lined hoodies designed for hair protection and they're extra big just so you don't have to dent your fro last october ken apparel landed a six-figure deal on shark tank bringing in massive exposure and helping philomena continue to further her passion please join me in welcoming philomena kane
1: to the show Hey, Dr. Carissa. Hello, everyone. Do you have like a special name for your listeners? I actually don't, and I need to figure
0: one out. Um, But maybe the Rudy's? I don't know. Deeply Rudy's? The Rudy's?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to be here and talk. It's 1130. I'm in the East Coast. I don't know about you. Yes,
0: I'm on the East Coast as well. I'm in Delaware. Where are you?
1: I'm in Philly. Yep. From but New York, from the BX.
0: I was about to say that New York accent is unmistakable, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great. The boogie down. Yes, thank you. It's like New York mixed with a little Ghanaian, uh-huh. African, New York accent going on right now.
0: I love it. I am a fan. I'm a fan. So story time is, is upon us. So everybody, just imagine earlier this year in the summer... I am going to Essence Fest to promote the podcast. I'm trying to do some interviews with people, you know, get digging in in the community. I am getting on the plane. I sit down and I see, oh, my goodness, there's this person sitting next to me in the seat that I'm going to sit next to. And they have a Ken apparel hoodie. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And they got the cheeky of... Put it on the inside and I'm like I knew immediately as soon as I saw it and I was like before I could even put my bags down I was like oh my goodness how is it I want to get one I love it is it make it feel good like it I'm fanning out all the way not over Philomena but Ken <laughs> <laughs> and she's like well guess what and I'm like what she's like I'm the owner when I tell you I stepped out of myself on this plane. <laughs> I was so hyped. I was like, mom, did you? <laughs> yeah. I was so hyped. So we had a great moment of just laughing, proud. I was so proud to to see you, young woman, busy. You. So you were on Shark Tank. So tell us about how you even got to that point that you even wanted to go on Shark Tank.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like the story was a manifestation by my, my mom, mm-hmm. actually. So back in 2020, When Ken Apparel was just getting started, I was on the phone with my mom one day, and she was like, you ever thought about getting on Shark Tank or going on Shark Tank? And then I was like, I brushed it off. I was like, no, mom, (laughs) I'm not going to be on Shark Tank. And it's crazy because I love the show. I always watch the show to learn about business jargon. Um, Every time they threw out a term, I'll write it down, put it in my notes, research it, and when I started pursuing entrepreneurship, it was definitely one of the shows that I always watched to to learn more about business because I didn't study business in college. I studied biology. So Shark Tank was definitely one of them shows. Um, but then, you know, I brushed off my mom's statement. I was like, Shark Tank, the Shark Tank is not for me. And then fast forward in 2021, I get an email from Shark Tank. I get an email from a casting producer, and she's like, hey, um, I'm a casting producer from Shark Tank. You ever thought about being on Shark Tank? (laughs) (laughs) I love that they came to you. Isn't it crazy how it was literally what my mom said a year prior? And now it's an actual casting producer saying the same thing. <laughs> immediately called my mom, immediately called her. And I told her, and you know, the first thing she said, I told you. I told you so. <laughs> You gotta love
0: mom. So just humbling you, reminding you that I said it first, you ain't wanna listen, but
1: I said Exactly. It. But even greater than that is just realizing that the entrepreneurs that I saw on screen were just like me, right? And in watching the show, I didn't make that connection. I was just watching a show. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you're just like them. You're pursuing an a uh, business just like them. And and I guess in that moment I realized that I wasn't dreaming big enough Mm -hmm. and it's like you could just you could do anything like you gotta dream big so so yeah that's really really how it started with um them reaching out I don't think if they ever hadn't reached out I would have ever even applied because it was like the furthest thing from my mind but look at that like literally applied it took it took a lot oh the application process was long Mm -hmm. but but you We finally filmed that summer, and then in October, we aired on the premiere episode. Yes,
0: yes, I love that, I love that. So how long before you got on Shark Tank were you doing the, was it the hoodies at first?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I think things really kicked off with my hair care YouTube channel. Mm. Um, So in 2014, I was a freshman in college, and I used to play rugby and my hair was like falling out because I was not taking care of it uh, okay. so back when I lived in the Bronx I lived with my family members and my mom my aunts they all do hair so I had no problem getting my hair done living with family right okay. so fast forward I'm at Princeton and it, it costs like a hundred dollars to get a perm at the time I was perming my hair wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. did you say you went to Princeton yeah Princeton for biology you see how she just tried to slide that in here (laughs) but okay so your family do your family does hair they know that okay
1: yes and it's costing a hundred dollars to get a relaxer so I'm like it costs more it costs less to go back to the bronze, pay and come back (laughs) to school you know so at that point, I'm not doing my hair, it's falling out. And around that time, we were seeing a shift on YouTube where there were like up and coming natural hair content creators on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I made it a point to just start watching a lot of those videos. And then I talked to myself, you know what, I could do this too. Like I could chop off my hair and, and grow it naturally because I, I just thought I could easily take care of it. If it's just natural, I don't have to perm it all the time and straighten it all the time. It's just natural. I just put some gel in it and go, right? So one of my teammates, uh, my late friend Ozzy, she chopped off my hair. And I had like four months of new growth. So it was like oh. little, <laughs> it was like a it was like half of an inch of hair. Oh, but, but but I rocked it.
0: Yes, I she rocked did. it.
1: Yeah, I love this so much. I love this so much. Uh, because you know, my mom got some some strong cheekbones, and she she passed it on to all of her children. Uh huh.
0: Uh huh. Them cheekbones are strong. I love it. <laughs> but-
1: Thank you. So that's really how it started. Um, So that summer, I started my YouTube channel to document my journey. And it was just something that I wanted to do for myself. But over time, people started subscribing, people started commenting, saying they were motivated and inspired by my healthy hair journey to also take care of their hair and go natural. So then I was like, you know what, this is bigger than I thought it would be. This is like a whole community. So that community came to be known as the Kinfolk. So, so, yes, so hence Kin Apparel. And Kin stands for keep it naturally or keep it natural, if you will. Yes. So it it all really flows through. But um, with, with Kin Apparel, it started in the late 2018 when an agency reached out to me and you know when you're a popping youtuber agencies usually reach out to collaborate with you on a product yes. so at the time they wanted to collaborate on a hair care product with me and i and at the time i was working for a hair care company called natural club so i told them hey because of conflict of interest i can't make a product with you um, a bottled hair care product but how about satin lined hoodies Be- because back in college I told myself one day I'm gonna make satin line hoodies and it was an afterthought and I just forgot about it. But when I was presented the opportunity with this agency, I was like, yo, let's make satin line hoodies. So they came back to me and they said, yes, we can make it. So that's really, that was the first launch. It launched um, the the 18th, January 18th, 2019 was when the first Kenaparo satin line hoodies launched um, and it was for my YouTube audience. At the time, I had over like 150,000 subscribers. Um, and yeah, that's really, really how I started. Um, just as a small piece of merch for, for my audience that were, were following me and enjoying my content and wanted to support the channel. And, and then in 2020, when I left my, my job of three years, I told myself, I'm going to s- pursue Ken Apparel and see where it goes and if it doesn't go anywhere i'll just be a full-time youtuber okay and it went somewhere (laughs) It took off. it blew up it blew up so that's that's really the story yeah i don't know if i would have ever made it myself because it was an afterthought right Mm -hmm. um and i said i just said you know how sometimes we have ideas and we just like brush it off but when the agency presented itself it was my opportunity to you know like make it with them so it was it was really a blessing. It was really a blessing.
0: I love the natural organic way that this has evolved in your life. Yeah like even when you started and you said 2014 that's a long time ago and I mean it doesn't seem long for me um but
1: (laughs) it is a hard though. It started with going natural. That's really how it started. Yeah. When was the first time that you had your first perm? Oh, I don't remember. So that's how I know that I was a
0: child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before you learned about natural hair and wore your hair naturally, what was your first your favorite hairstyle?
1: My aunt used to do a roller set. Remember the rollers? Yes I do. do a, were you were you also relaxed in the past? Yes. Okay. Yeah. My aunt used to do the perfect roller sets and I love them because it'll give me that little curl definition. And then when you comb mm-hmm. it out, you get a little bit of wave going. Mm-hmm. on. Kind of yes. We used That's to so have to do curls. Those were pin curls yes. for us because mm-hmm. we,
0: people would, would curl them, then they pin them up. And you leave them, mm-hmm. you leave
1: exactly. the hairstylist with them all pinned and then you take them out. And when I tell you, whew. yes, they'll be flowing. <laughs> and then when it's time to like go to bed, you wrap it around, you wrap it all around with the pins. Mm-hmm. And then when you wake up, you let it loose. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't miss those days, but I do like myself some like a, a nice silk press. I've never done a silk press, but I would love to do it one day just to see how it'll look. But but hey, that's why they have um, closures and lace fronts, if you want to experiment with those.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about experimenting with lace fronts next. Like, I have not, I don't think I've ever done a lace front. I think I did one, like, sew and weave in, like, 11th grade. <laughs> and But I would love to try some, some nice lace fronts. Tell me what you love about your hair.
1: Ooh. I love how I can manipulate it. So my hair, I like to say it's like type 4A, okay. um, but it has like it's the it's like a looser 3C curls in the back. Mm-hmm. And then as you go up, it gets kinkier. I love how I can wear it in a wash and go and with some beautiful design, defined curls. Mm-hmm. And then when I want, I could blow dry it and do a really nice dry twist out on it and just have that definition that I want, like the easy manipulation. I love a, a nice thick twist out. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's what I love about natural tree. hair.
0: Okay. And, and and
1: I love how I could just do it myself. Like I don't gotta go to a salon. I found what works for me after testing a lot of products and now I can just do my hair myself. What was it
0: like to learn your hairstyle in the beginning or learn your hair texture and, and navigate that process?
1: it was a lot but I loved it like when I chopped off my hair I was obsessed with just learning how to take care of it I was on YouTube every single day binge watching videos I was even I was reading even reading books there's this book called the science of black hair Mm. um by Audrey Davis like Mm. I I was a worm (laughs) I love it yeah so um Yeah, through reading and watching videos, I I learned more about my hair and also becoming a product junkie. I I was buying everything and testing everything. And then I realized, oh, this is how my hair curls or this is this is how it behaves when it's dry or this is how this is the product that it likes. And this is how it behaves when it likes a product versus it doesn't like a product. And I just love being able to manipulate it and watch it grow. Because it really, really started as a tiny Afro. The to tiny, mini Afro. <laughs>
0: I've always admired rugby players.
1: I'm like, y'all are some strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> a lot. It's, it takes a lot of strength.
0: I remember being um, in my freshman year, and there was a girl named Marianne who was across the hall from me, and she played. She was the, the nicest girl I've ever met in my entire life, sweetest. But when she gave me a hug, it was the strongest hug that I've ever had in my life. I was like, Maria we have to, like, ease up on the hug. Like, <laughs> she was so strong. <laughs> and then I went to a game. I'm like, oh, y'all all strong. I see, mm-hmm. I see it.
1: Okay. Yeah. It'd be the smallest girls, but we got some muscle on us. Mm-hmm. It's a very intense game. One time, like, this girl fell on my neck, um, and I was rushed to the hospital. But I was okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you are Okay. <laughs> But I love to hear black people
0: doing things that black people don't think we should be doing, or other people don't think we should be doing, like rugby, or like whatever the the unique thing is, the quirky thing is that is not mm-hmm. considered "quote unquote" black to do. I love to hear people do those. So, like, I want to start a roller derby. I want to start like a black roller derby over here. But okay. if anybody hears that and they're in the tri-state area of Philadelphia, please uh, send me some messages because I'm ready to join a roller derby team. i will be dope. Can you tell me about a time in your natural hair experience that maybe wasn't so fun, maybe wasn't such a good time and how you got through it?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. There was a time and this was in college. Ooh, I remember because I was crying on YouTube. Mm. I made a YouTube video and I, I archived it after two days because I realized damn this video is getting way too many views for the wrong reasons. Like because I think people were like kind of like twisting my words a little bit. Um, so basically because of rugby mm-hmm. my hair instead of you know twisting my hair and putting it in a ponytail I just had my hair in the afro in a ponytail so imagine like your hair is just in a ponytail but it's like it's staying like that for weeks on end mm. so eventually it's gonna tangle right it's tangling it's tangling and when I finally had the time to like actually wash it it was a matted mess right so here I am slowly using a detangler to untangle my hair and of course it got to the point where it was like this ball of tangle needs to be cut off like it's not you can't you can't untangle this so imagine me I'm loving my hair care journey but because of rugby I let I let it get the best of me, and I didn't take care of my hair. I want to say it was, like, three to four weeks. So I had to cut off the ball, the, the matted hair, and I legit cried that day. Like, I was so hurt because I one of my biggest pet peeves is, is when people are like, it's just hair. Like, to no, me, not... to me, it's really not just hair, it's re- especially when you dedicate so much time to grow it to care for it to learn it and and when you go through that experience like to me it's a reflection of who I am naturally right so in that moment I'm like damn like is this the person I wanna be? Like three to four weeks not touching something that I I'm saying that I love so much. So it really that day really took me back and and I just had to like take a deep breath and just like understand that hey, yeah, this is this is a setback, but it's not gonna it's not gonna define us for the rest of our lives. Like, like just you could, you're gonna go, you're gonna overcome this and it's gonna grow back. That's what I always say. It's one thing about hair is gonna go grow back. Mm-hmm. It's up to you to retain the length, yeah. but one thing, it's gonna grow. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a, a moment that I remember. I was just like, damn, nah, I can't, I can't allow this to happen again. And this is something I've always preached on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Twist your hair before bed. Twist your hair before bed. I'm like, please don't go to sleep with an afro. And if you legit have to, put your hair up Mm -hmm. in a pineapple so you're not sleeping on it, but it's up So it's away from, like, all the tossing and the turning and stuff. But just twist your hair. Oh, my gosh. Twisting your hair will just go a long way. And it will prevent these tangles. Mm -hmm.
0: Listen, I'm short them tears that you cried, saved a bunch of other people from <laughs> making a mistake. I appreciate it. Actually, when you were talking, I remembered when um, we were in um, at Essence Fest earlier this year, you went viral for a video that you had done about you like cutting your braids and, and trying and, like redoing your hair. But yes. You, oh, oh, okay, I didn't cut my hair. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Because every Black girl has had that moment where they're like, you yo, know what? I'm just going to cut this. But
1: then when you cut, you're like, ooh, wait, let me check. <laughs> yo, yo, Black girls, when they're taking out their braids, you know damn well your hair not that long, as long as the long <laughs> braids. But you don't care. You're going to cut it from the very bottom. And then even when you cut it from the very bottom, you still peek it. the hair. I don't know how long it grew while I was in these braids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh.
0: Tell me some of the tips that you've given to other people with natural hair that you might want to share with the listeners.
1: Definitely one of them being it will grow back. So actually at the end of, was it July? Yeah, at the end of of July, I went and got a trim and it had been this hurts to say, it had been about two and a half years since I got on the trim. My last trim was before the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. It was March 2020. um, And that was my last trim. And then Mm -hmm. the pandemic happened, 2021 happened. And then here I was, uh, July 2022. And I'm like, dang, like, I need a trim, and it's so crazy how things happen, because I needed a trim, but the stylist that I trust to trim my hair moved to Virginia, Mm. so now I'm just like, how am I even going to get to Virginia, like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't, I don't drive, uh, so... My hair hadn't been trimmed and I could tell it needed a trim. So, you know, all that caring for your hair, all that deep conditioning and shampooing is not really going to amount to much if your hair needs a trim. Like you need to let them dead ends and single strand knots, you got to get them out of there. Because if you don't, your hair is just going to keep splitting, splitting, splitting up the shaft. Mm -hmm. And then it's just going to keep breaking, breaking and shedding crazy. And that's what I was going through. Like i wash my hair, it'll be good, but it'll be dry the next day. Um, So... I actually got the opportunity to get a trim <laughs> through, um, I was a speaker at a natural hair expo. Oh. And one of one of the panelists owned a hair salon in, in Philly. Um, it was um, Duafe Dua Beauty, Duafe Hair Salon in yeah. Philly. So I was speaking to her, I was like, I've heard about your salon and I'm in need of a trim so bad. And she was like, girl, let me schedule you in. So she scheduled me in. And I was like, thank you so much. Because it's hard to get bookings over there. Like, they're always booked. They are. Months in (laughs) advance. Yep, yep. So I go in, and I remember it was Stylist Kim. They washed my hair, and then they trimmed it for me like I like it on wet hair, not blow-dried hair. Because it's when you trim your hair the way you wear it it's way better than actually blow drying your hair and trimming it because sometimes you trim off more on different sections and then when you wear your hair in its natural state you see that shorter here longer here so it's better to trim your hair on in its natural state Um, so you know exactly how everything falls and it was like just fifty dollars for all of that and I'm, i'm like yo because i'm thinking i'm about to spend 250 and i'm like oh my god I might as well just spend 250 but i guess because it's been two and a half weeks i mean years but it was just 50 i'm like yo this salon is really doing the lord's work <laughs> for, for, for natural hair it's only 50 dollars so yeah my hair is um doing well and i'm so and she cut a lot it was not a trim it was a haircut yeah. she was like yeah you need a haircut it's been two and a half years like you need a haircut yeah so she cut a lot and honestly it was the best decision I ever made Right, uh-huh. like, so I'm always preaching like trim your hair like everyone is always like my hair is not doing well it's dry and then my question is when's the last time you got a trim uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah my hair my hair is flourishing right now I love it so much <laughs> I love to
0: hear that. I go there as well. I just started going there the last couple of months. And there, the wash and go, the products they use for the wash and go, amazing. Hair Mm -hmm. products, amazing. I actually got, I was going there to get my hair colored and Kim actually did my diva cut. And nice. it was just, it was great. um, Such a great experience. I love the vibe in there. Um, I feel like I'm at home. And the stylist was like, hey, so you have a scalp. And if anybody's been listening to my story, I have a scalp condition. And he was like, actually, I, even though I'm, as much as I love the money, I cannot color your hair because I think your scalp is going to get inflamed and it's going to make your situation worse. And so mm. this person sat down with me, looked online and was like, well, steam will help your hair and moisture. So if you want to do like steam, that might help and then wash regardless. Just that care and consideration look for at my that. hair, and my scalp. Mm-hmm. Like you could have easily come in, let me come in and take my money. Instead, I walked out not giving the money for my hair color, but taking a couple of products home that have now become staples. And I that. understand a lot more about my hair. I was just looking in the mirror like a half an hour ago, like my scalp is looking great. So we'll yeah. see you in a couple of months, but they really do care about you, yeah. about your hair and you can tell.
1: Yeah, look at that, that's beautiful.
0: I'm so glad that you had that experience with them as well Mm -hmm. thank Mm -hmm. you so much for joining me today to chat with me I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation you are in the family you're not you're not getting we're locking you in the gate (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that we got a chance to chat though for real you are uh, thank you
1: so much for having me Um, this is great because usually I don't get a chance to like talk more about hair it's always about like business like can yeah. apparel this can apparel this and i'm like wow this conversation was really more about hair you know where where it really all started so so thank you for taking me back to that and if anyone listening is interested in kin apparel we sell satin line hoodies and accessories for hair protection uh, we recently just dropped satin line beanies uh, so if you're interested you can use the code welcome 10 um, or satin 10 satin 10 to get 10% off from Kin Apparel products so that's kinapparel.com
0: yes and I'm telling you my favorite my personal favorite is the suit is the, like the travel the airport yes. suit I love airport that set. yes the airport <laughs> set it's so comfortable yes so everybody please check out Kin Apparel and at the very least make sure you know the name Philomena Kane. hey thank you
1: so much <laughs>
0: I am so glad that I got a chance to have Philomena as the season finale episode for the podcast. I am so excited for just her and also where she came from and also it has me reflecting on where I've come from and makes me think about where all y'all at like where y'all coming from and what are you doing what kind of big things what kind of big growth is happening in your life I always like to give what I appreciate or what I'm grateful for at the end of every episode and one of the things I'm most appreciative about my interview with Philomena is her emphasis on having the courage to go natural, being the start. Like a lot of people will say like, it's a different something, but like nobody describes the courage. Like nobody, we don't really talk a lot about character these days. (laughs) And if I say character, some people are kind of like, huh, I don't really know what that is. But essentially that is Philomena and you can feel the character coming all up off her. You could feel the authenticity coming all off her. She was in school for something so different and something else spoke to her. There were more psychological topics for me that I could have studied, but my heart led me to the transition to natural hair. Who knows what you will find? Who knows what will emerge? Who knows where the natural hair journey may lead? But you need to first have the courage to try to go natural. If I didn't have the courage to say, I should go to Essence Fest, I would have never met Philomena. If I had never gone to see my mom be natural, I wouldn't have even thought about natural hair. (laughs) So you will grow from the experience. Your feelings might be hurt, but it won't last. What will always last is your experience and what you get from something. So, be like Philomena. Take the time to care for your hair. Invest the time in yourself. Invest in your dreams. But it all starts with going natural. It all started with becoming comfortable with who you are. Like I always say, I love y'all. I'll see y'all next season. This is always easier said than done. So remember, be nice to yourself and practice a little self-compassion. Do it for me. Be nice. Thank you for tuning in to Deeply Rooted with Dr. Cortesa. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to share and support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review, and share the show with family and friends. And remember, on wash day, Don't just wash your hair. Check your soul. Thanks for listening to the show. This is brought to you by Alive Podcast Network.